Fishbein answers Instagram DMs, but he doesn't answer texts. I texted him twice from two different numbers. Zero excuse. Oh, sorry. Um, I was busy with work. Dude, we invited Beer to freaking come on tonight, and he's like, oh, I have a date. Who's going on a Who's going on a date when COVID is at its absolute worst? I'm sorry. That is literally bananas. All right. Week 11. Week 11 is over. We have two more weeks of regular season action and we're into the playoffs. Things are ramping up. Things are getting interesting at both ends of the table and in the middle. Almost everyone has something to play for still. I mean, I think this has been the best season so far. Honestly, it's been unbelievable. Everything. Every spectrum. Every part of the fantasy sandwich we're a part of is... It literally is a fantasy sandwich. First shout out is bar mitzvah music. I know most people (laughs) listening are bar mitzvah men. Mazel. I don't know if you guys heard this on Sunday Night Football, but they were playing Poker Face. And Lady Gaga, to me, is like far and away the epitome of bar mitzvah music. Like far and away. That song especially, too, because, like, there's also Make Her Say, which is, like, just a remix of it, and that was also played at Bar Mitzvahs, so it's, like, just kind of a double double down thing. This is a brutal one, but we, we always say we're an honest podcast. We're going to give people credit where credit's due. The QB Factory is back. Team Grit, <laughs> uh, just producing quarterbacks, is back concurrently with just complete and utter fantasy bullshit. Like, if I was – Robin, I would have been, I would have driven (laughs) to Greenwich, Connecticut to go to ESPN to like put an end to this. Taysom Hill put up 25 (laughs) as Sam's tight end playing in the quarterback position uh, in real life. I mean, I did it in my other league, in my my home league. um, Yeah. (laughs) And Randy is in that league. She has a team. And I just get a text. I'm I'm, I'm out on the golf course. I was on a golf trip. I get a text in the middle of the day. It just says, you are a fucking snake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She was so pissed I played Jason Hill. I mean, it's literally too smart, but it is complete fantasy bullshit. I mean, I can't believe ESPN let that slide. The guy was a starting quarterback. Like, it's not like, you know, they said they're going to split time. Like, they literally said he's the starting quarterback. They just changed it. Yeah, for this week, you can no longer play him at tight end. But it was a fun week. It was a fun week. Unbelievable. Played 145 holes of golf in four and a half days. I made 16 birdies. I shot even par once. Shot like one over one day. It was it was awesome. It's a sick trip. Huge shout out to us. We got everybody on the podcast at least once so far. That's honestly impressive, especially when you consider no one throws out ideas when we asked for them in the group yesterday. So yeah. a huge shout out to us. And then we ask you guys to be on. You get all wop about it. Cannot wait to come on, but we yeah. love some input. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, so that was a that's a big shout out. We deserve that. And the last one, uh, I'm gonna give to myself. I made a hundred bucks doing stand up last week, and I think I'm gonna be the sacko. So, I think that's a good way to uh, to end the shout out section. Yeah, uh, a lot a lot to dissect there, but we will just leave it as is. This week, we're going to do something a little different for the recaps. We're going to do something that we're going to call the recap rundown, where uh, I'm going to recap 
all six matchups in under 100 seconds. Um, no matter what, at 100 seconds, we're going to call it. So let's see how I do. First time trying it. No script, no practice. Honestly, let's let's just see what happens. Mm -hmm. If you could just count me in, Kenny, a little three, two, one, then we'll get it rolling. Here we go. You ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Well, Robin Beer, back-to-back -back L's to slide them back into the playoff race, a team that was in third place a few weeks ago, now fighting just to get into the playoffs. Grit comes through with a big win, cementing his spot in the playoffs. Another big week, five wins in a row. Taysom Hill at tight end, which we've already discussed, was wildly unfair, but obviously this is what happens when you're the QB factory. You get lucky with a play like that. Next matchup, the Young Hoes come through, continuing to roll three wins in a row, taking down Kenny, also cementing themselves with a playoff spot now at eight and three. Young Ho, 250-plus yard field goals. You know, that's what they do. Kenny, sorry, bud. Another tough L. Brady blew it on Monday night. Burrow towards ACL and MCL. You're completely back in the Sacco race. You're straight up going to be fighting for your life. Next, we go to Ball and Rubenstein. Ball, statement week. Finally scored more than like 100 points and gets the dub. Rubenstein looking more and more and more like the Sacco. I don't see how he's going to escape it now. It seems almost like 100%. We had a barn burner in the next matchup. Fishbine with almost a wild comeback on Sunday night. Coming up just two points short. Hell of an effort from Travis Kelsey. Conti with a fluke win when playing Duke Johnson again over DJ Moore. Inexcusable. But Conti back in the playoff hunt. Him and Fishbine both at five and six. Next matchup. Sims and Sims with a massive win. Could be the win that keeps them from being the Sacco. Excellent production across the board and obviously beating an absolutely depleted Reardon team that at this point has basically got nothing to play for. The highest scoring matchup of the week was the last one. It was me against Tyler and Joey. And all I can say is Mark and I are eight and three with the most points in the league. That's 100 seconds right there. That was great. Thanks, bro. That was well, great. It's uh, time to enter our next section where we will be having some fantasy managers on to debate some hot topics throughout the league. And to start, we're going to have your commissioner and your reigning champion. Let's let them into the room. Oh, my goodness, Ben. That is a lot of hair in a lot of places. Hello. It's getting out of control. Yeah. We're watching the professional disc golf. Uh, oh, I was watching that before, too. <laughs> oh, it's fucking exhilarating. They got caddies out here. <laughs> they're like they're going there for, for the disc golf? Yeah. dude they, they announce it like it's golf it's crazy they go like going for this putt like they call it the fairway like everything it's very, um, like wow. very soft spoken yes it, it's I so quiet sleeping on disc golf is this on the ocho or where do i watch this yes me and two right now they got caddies walk around with backpacks they turn around like when they're when the player's trying to pick out a, bat, uh, a disc it's, it's you can use hard, different obviously. discs for different things yeah, it's like they're breaking they out like 10, the driver. They call it the driver, yeah. like the long disc. No, they don't. Yes, they do. <laughs> I feel like got... you two of you are just playing us right now. <laughs> no, 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 you have to turn it off. I'm going to give all my attention to this podcast. However, I'm <laughs> on ESPN2. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Oh, man. Well, boys, you're probably wondering why you two are on the podcast. Um, we're here to have a little bit of a debate, something that's been a hot topic in the group me throughout the season that you two have both been very vocal about. Points for versus the record. Which one is more important for fantasy and why is that one more important? Which one makes you a better fantasy player? Uh, ben, I know you have a lot to say about this, so I'll let you start. Let's try and keep it 
to a reasonable, we a reasonable amount chat. of time. Let's we just chat. Yeah, just yeah. your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think like head to head is a is a great aspect for competition. It's 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 really fun to banter. I, I love I love chirping and you know being weakly chirped at by by others, but you can't really evaluate someone as a GM based on their head to head. Cause the end of the day, your points for is how good your team is. Um, and it has nothing to do with how, what the other team plays. This isn't a basketball game where you can affect the other team's performance. Uh, how you do in head to head is luck. So I, I, I am pro head to head, but, you evaluate a team regarding how they're being managed and by their performance, by their points for. But there, there's way more to that though, because like if you put up 200 one week and a hundred the next week, you know, you're averaging 150. That's probably the top of the league when you only deserve to be one and one. So like I did, I did see something very interesting on this topic though, actually that I think I should bring up. So like uh, someone sent me like a TikTok or something of, uh, it was weird, but so essentially there's like a league format where you do like, you have your head to head matchup and then each week you go up against the average amount of points scored in the league. So it's like, if you lose a close game, but you score 150, but the average amount of points are like 130, you go one and one that week. Whoa. Hmm. So do you play 26? Yeah. So it'd be double the amount of games. So it's like you play, you have your head to head You're matchup, playing two matchups every game. week. And then one game is against the average. That's kind of cool. It, it's insane. interesting. So Ben, I mean, where do you put where do, where? Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I you put wow. I'm also watching the disc right now. These kids are like 14. It's literally sudden blue. death right now. It's a playoff. Uh, oh 17. She quadruple uh, bogey. So where do, death you, dodgeball. where do you put where do you put team record? on your list of, you know, goals going into the season and, and how much it actually matters to you. Because at the end of the day, that is what gets you into the playoffs. It matters number one, but if I, if I put up good points all season and I have a bad record, I can't fault myself for not being in the playoffs if I have one of the highest scoring teams. Like that is – You also like, have one of the most inconsistent teams. Yeah, that's not I, true. I think, that's not but true. But yes, I think there is something to what Greer's saying because there's well, first of all, there's something to what Greer's saying 100% because if you score 200 and 100 every other week, you're more likely to be 500 than a team that scores 150 every week. That's a fact. If you score 150 points every week, you will make the playoffs no matter what. If you score 200 and then 100, then 200 then 100, you're not going to be a, a a team with a winning record. So there is something to have having consistent players who produce every single week versus guys who either are 40 or bust. Have you seen my schedule? I've scored less than 115 once this season. I've scored like I mean I, I've only scored less once. Like I mean I put up numbers every single week. I've 95 is the only time I put up less than 114. So yeah, like, I mean I, I mean I'm in the same boat and very I'm consistent. Let me add John for ask the commish. You had said that there were going to be some real changes. You specifically said you're going to be swapping your DC for someone else. We didn't know who it was going to be. You had said you were looking at applications. We never heard of a move. We never saw a release. And you have 
the worst defense in the league. That needs to come into consideration when you're judging your own team. And, you know, it's everyone just comes in so hot against Rubenstein, and he's just scared out there. I also will say, Rubenstein, you haven't had a 150 week. You haven't had a 160 week. Sure, your team's been consistent, but you haven't had the weeks. Like, Mark and I have scored over 160 points three of the last four weeks. Like, if you score 160 points, you are going to win almost every single time. I think only one person has lost with 160 this year, and I'm pretty sure it was Kenny. But, um, like, yes, I understand what you're saying, but there is an aspect to having a team that will score 160 every once in a while. That's a win. 160 you can, you can consider is a win. 130 is, not, is what you aim to get every week, but that's not necessarily a win. I, I mean, I understand that. I, how, how I see it is, like, if I'm scoring more points than most of the league, my team is better than most of the league. I, I, I do value head-to-head. I just, I just don't take the slander of my team being bad because it's not the case. Like, that's how well, I see it. Well, that's, well, a good, that's, a good, that's a good transition here. And then, Sam, please, we want your input. And then we have to get into Team Grit a little as well because we're all, we're all on the Ruben train right now. This is a, uh, this is a, a quote from the group me uh, from Robin Beer on the context of you saying you know how to run a franchise because you have the third board po- points for it. Beat the team in front of you, brother. Otherwise, STFU, you said, LOL, that's not how this logistically works. <laughs> that is how it works. Can you please? <laughs> yeah, what is that? I mean, like, I, I, mean exactly how it I don't works. think we're missing something. That's I think logistically was the wrong term, but you don't affect the team you play. This isn't a basketball game. This isn't a sport where you affect the other team's performance. This is like a complete separate operation where I'm going to score the same amount of points regardless of who I play. So that's why it's like, it doesn't matter who's in front of me. It literally just matters what I do every week. So it has nothing to do like who I play is luck at the end of the day. There's no, I think we can look towards me. We can't make it anything other than luck right now. I mean, Greer, I feel like you have a lot to say about that because you won a championship based off of your defense and I mean, just how, how did you, how do you make it happen? Excuses are for losers and saying luck as your excuse. That's the worst excuse I've ever heard. So like, I don't know what you're what talking about. What do you about. mean though? Like it's literally luck who you play. Like this isn't debatable. It's luck who you play. Also, we're talking about my first championship, not my last year one, right? Oh, I, I know we're talking about your first championship. Yeah, okay, I understand okay. you've got two championships. <laughs> Dude, dude, it's honestly one of the best guy. guy every time, time he comes on the podcast, has to drop that he's got two championships. He won't let. Hey, won't it's let my the second forget. time on the podcast. Like, all right, well, well, Team Grit, the GM, owner, dictator of Team Grit, you are in the bottom third of the league for in points for. How, I mean, how do you? You have to say that there's some type of luck there as well. You're literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You're ninth in the league in points for. That, so um, all of my losses, I probably put up like 70 points because that's when I was without Kamara and Michael Thomas and McCaffrey. So like without those players, I, my team is terrible. But the weeks when I'm on, I'm on and no one's beating me. So it's kind of, that's kind of the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much else to really touch on about this. If either of you have any last comments about it, we'd love to hear it. But if not, we're going to move on to our next section.
No, it sounds good. I like that. That's fascinating. That that uh, TikTok though you've heard about, like that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely worth discussing. Something else I heard as well. It was like a high schooler kid. Like everyone asked me why I played twenty six games in my fantasy league. That's yeah, a, that, yeah I mean that's yeah. wild. All right. Well, the next topic uh, we're gonna let in our next guest to uh, to debate. Yeah. Daniel. Yo, what's Start up? Start my vacation. How we doing, buddy? Not too bad. You see Not you, Doc. How about you guys? We'll bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> what's up ben what's up sam how we doing Dan? we're assuming that you have uh espn2 on <laughs> we have all we have all tuned into the disc golf sem- uh sudden death finals if you want to uh be a part of watching it oh uh, no i was actually watching Moneyball before this or wow put it on pause uh, yeah this is some fire content yeah, I mean, where are these you kids got the playoff like, going on? This is fucking this girl hit the shot the off the tree to set up. Oh, her putt. You guys are watching, yeah. So, Will and I were talking about what to do for this episode. We were like, let's just bring a bunch of different people on. We'll bring up some some hot topics that have been going on. And I would say, right in line with uh, Will, how hot you've been calling out uh, breakout players of the week. You have been riding set the tones ass. Lineup <laughs> changes, lineup fixes, just really besmirching the man's coaching character. And Dan, we wanted to bring you on. We wanted to talk about it. And we wanted to see, uh, you know, what your thoughts were and just take it from there. No, uh, I, I'm glad you guys brought me on because I've listened in on every podcast and I, I hear Will's banter and I, you know, it's something I, I struggle with. You know, but um, I'm fully confident in the lineups I put out there. I mean, there's logic behind everything I put, I do. It's not like I'm just taking the highest projected points and putting them out there. DJ Moore has been extremely frustrating for me because it seems like every time I start him, he sucks. And every time I bench him, he goes off. Um, But I've made really good free agent pickups that I want to use. And so I put them in there when I think the matchup presents itself and and I roll with it. But uh, it's been my demise lately, so... But we got to win this week against Danny. I'm very happy that I beat him. He was texting me doing his reverse jinx psychology shit all week saying, Yo, you got this in the bag. You got this in the bag. I'm like, dude, this game's not over. Sam, I was up 48 going into a Monday night or 47. And Pat, and Pat Mahomes went up and put up 48. Like, <laughs> there's no games that is over. There, there's no games that are over against me. So it was nice going to be, being able to go to sleep early on Monday night, not worrying about it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that's like. I will yeah. say Danny does always do that where he's like, oh, you got this. It's over. You won. Like, I'm Dude, like, it's, Danny. It's just, I, I'm telling Danny, it's a Philly thing because my roommate is Danny's boy from home, Blake. And literally every Eagles game, before the game, he'll be like, yo, the Eagles are good. The Eagles are good. And then to cover his ass on game day, he'll be like, oh, yo, there's a million excuses why they didn't win and they're not going to win. I'm like, <laughs> you're just covering your ass. Like, yeah, I know what you're Can't play here. both sides of the coin. Can't play both yeah. sides of the coin. But, but going back to your original question, Will, I totally re- get where you're coming from and hey I, I i don't take it personally i'm making decisions that i think are best for the team and uh they'll, they'll work out soon enough i'm not worried yeah i mean honestly i've just been conf- confused because i'm very different in the way i manage my football team there are certain players on my team that i'm going to start every single week not, not matchup dependent i just there are guys that they have the ability to put up a 30 or a 40 without no matter who they're playing and to me if it's like, okay, I can even play Duke Johnson, who's probably going to get all the touches for Houston, or DJ Moore, who could any week catch two 75-yard touchdowns. Like, well, that's here, a no-brainer to me. 
Well, two weeks ago when the Cleveland Texans game, Duke Johnson had every single touch by a Texans running back. He just didn't okay. catch a pass. That I mean, the logic's there. I mean, the next game I'm I'm rolling with him because it's a better matchup. I think the Texans are going to use him more. Hopefully, he get the touchdown. He he didn't. And honestly, I have enough boom bust with Calvin Ridley and Devontae Adams. I'm just looking for a guy with floor that can get me 10, 12 points and try to rely on everyone else. So my team's built for that. Um, but, but how about when you played play Fulgham in week 10, when you could have played either DJ Moore, you could have played Wayne Gallman, you could have played Darius uh, yeah, Slayton. I mean, I mean, week 10, though, I mean, Travis Fulgham was no joke. I mean, he was, I mean, he's tailed off now, and I should have known better because he, he was going against Bradbury, but I thought he had some upside, especially with other weapons, Alshon Jeffrey coming back and Jalen Rager and Goddard coming back. I thought there was going to be enough opportunity there for him to, to get something going, and he, he just didn't. And then the other, my bench went off that week. I, they all scored a touchdown. It was just yeah. Sucky I mean, situation. I guess that it's a difference of, of fantasy owners because, like, to me, like, DJ Moore is a must-start every week. I understand he had a few weeks where he was an eight or nine, but – you know, if DJ Moore's name was Michael Thomas and he had a few weeks of eight or nine, you still start Michael Thomas every single week. And DJ Moore had not a Michael uh, Thomas season last year, but he was a top 10 fantasy wide receiver last year. Dude, and, I, he, I mean, he's a 13th round keeper, by the way, and I tried to trade Ben that. By the way. A while ago. Um, so, no, he's, he's a good asset to have. Um, but, you know, he, it's my fault for not putting him in when he's made plays. And he doesn't – another thing, Will – he doesn't get a lot of targets. He'll get like four or five targets a game, but they'll be touched. They'll be 50 yard touchdowns. Yeah. So no, like, I'm hundred percent. Those guys are frustrated. I have DJ Moore in my dynasty league with you. We drafted him like the first round a couple years ago. Uh, I had a Calvin Ridley one pick. I have Calvin Ridley actually, which was probably not the best pick ever, but yeah, he can definitely be frustrating. And I guess this past week, like obviously PJ Walker was playing quarterback. So I guess right. I another, understand yeah. that, but I don't know. Like I played Curtis Samuel and you didn't play DJ Moore. Like that's that's well, crazy. Curtis Samuel, yeah, yeah, no, that that is insane. But that's also another reason why I haven't been playing DJ Moore is because Curtis Samuel has been getting more targets. I mean, Robbie Samuel Anderson has been an eating of tar- targets. You had Christian McCaffrey eating of targets. I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. So yeah, I tried to go with a higher floor play, and it, it didn't work out. That's- it's funny that we're 11 weeks in, and that this like somehow, some way has actually become not a trend, but I mean, it's to the point where, you know, we're talking about it on the podcast now because in week one, I remember Darius. It's warranted though. It's absolutely, it's absolutely warranted. And and you didn't play Darius Slater. And it's just funny that, you know, to now it's just become a pattern. Not to your own fault. It's it's cost me several weeks. It it really, it's super frustrating. And now I'm sitting (laughs) in, uh, ben, I don't need to tell you, talk to you about being frustrated during this fantasy league. Um, but now I'm sitting at the bottom of that six seed, just trying to scrape my way back into this thing. Uh, we'll see what happens. I got one more question for you before yeah. Kenny, you go. No, go. Are for you it. really going to play Wayne Gallman over James Conner? Like that's another one. Like James <laughs> Conner to me is an absolute must every single week, and Wayne Gallman hey. could literally put up zero point zero this week. I was wondering if someone was going to see that. Um, hey. It's not a it's not a done deal yet, but I thought it might you know, ruffle a few feathers. <laughs> it's ruffled hey, my Wayne feathers. It's up. ruffled my feathers. It is ruffling your feathers. <laughs> he is five touchdowns in four games, and the, you know you watch every Giants game. I'm sure they want to run the ball. James Conner has not been good in the past few weeks, and they're coming up. and And I have Big Ben and and kind of staggering those two. It, it 
like you've said on the podcast, it kind of limits the upside. Um, and I have an opportunity where I think Wayne Gallman can kind of give me some more than more than James Conner can. We'll see. I'm still thinking about it, um, but it's it's an option I have. These are the craziest um, fucking frisbee throws I have ever seen. Oh, they're literally outrageous, dude. Look at the size of these discs. They're very this is small. unbelievable. Dan? They have multiple ones. I mean, yeah, she just rolled it. She literally threw it so it rolled like a wheel. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dan, I actually what? looked up. Uh, I got a frisbee golf set. What's the career earnings for uh, for the highest paid disc golf player of all time any guesses $55,000 are we saying just tournament wins all time you know Tiger Woods career earnings is you know 80 mil like what's this guy I'm gonna say 350 no way 100 grand $55,000 I'm saying 1.7 million (laughs) a million bro chill out bro dude Uh, the winner of this was 430k 430k Totally. Dude, the wow. win- okay. Not real. The winner of this tournament is 150k. That's what they said in the beginning. I don't think so. I don't think That's- so. Oh, that might. These are literally like 11 years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no. That but might yeah, be no, like the. Like what they split. They said like 150k was. Maybe the that's the purse. That must be the purse. That's gotta be the purse. Yeah. Disc golf. They probably split it evenly amongst them. <laughs> Dan, what? Uh, how would you describe? This is my last question here. How would you d- describe? the tone that you're trying to set <laughs> oh man so this is kind of a running joke i have with uh sam and, and actually roger um i think we were honestly just playing madden uh probably a few months ago and i you know sam sam's been pretty good at madden he's probably out of the three of us so he's won the most then it's probably me and then roger um and so i think i was playing roger or i was i, I don't know who i was playing but I scored a touchdown and it was me running the ball like every play because I'm one of those weirdos that likes to run the ball in Madden. And I was like, that's how you set the tone. <laughs> and it's kind of just stuck. And like, we, we always just like, you know, you got to set the tone today. You got to set the tone today. And I got two, I have two sayings. So you got to set the tone, get ahead, take the lead, and then you got to hunker down. And so <laughs> once I get in a position where I can hunker down, you know, when I'm solidified in this playoff, I'm gonna hunker. I'm gonna change my team name to Hunker Down, and you're gonna see what that team presents. Whoa! <laughs> you want to see him at What's the down. acronym? What's the acronym for Hunker Down? Oh, I, I haven't thought about that one yet. Probably just down. I would think. You know, toning yeah. and down. Yeah. I mean, if you make the playoffs, you best be ready to hunker down. Oh, we're hunkered and we're staying there. You know, we're not going. We got a close race coming up for this five and six seed. Oh, oh it's yeah. Literally. I, I, it's insane was, with, with, with Fishbine and Tyler and Joey losing. That was huge for you, Conti. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I was looking at the playoff race right now. I mean, it's really between us three, me, Joey, and Danny, and then Matt and and Evan. I think Evan and Matt had the toughest road to go, but they That's also awesome. have a one game. They have a one game lead. I think they I think they have to play Sam Sam and Ball. No, they have to play. They have to play they, two I, good teams. No, they, they have to play games. you, Will. They have to play you, Will, and then they have to play. Yeah, we got to play Evan and. Yeah, and then I think uh, Tyler and Joey have the easiest road, in my opinion. I think they play. I forget who they play. And then Danny has Ball and someone. I think Ball and Sam. And then I have Ball and Hugh. So it should be close. 
Last question, and this is for both Dan and Will. Do your girlfriends help you set your lineup? No. I help her set her lineup, but she does not help me set my lineup. Okay. We uh, we keep fantasy and our relationship separate. <laughs> smart man. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly smart, yeah. And there's definitely some heated battles that, that do yeah, happen. There, and there could be heated battles that are avoidable. So And when I, tell her that, when I tell her and it ends up being the wrong person, that's not even – that's not a good situation. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Next and last debate. Two of the loudest people in the league. Let's uh, let's let them in. These two have been literally complaining for hours. No respect for the podcast, these two. No. Respect. I mean, yeah, you've been letting us fucking marinate for an hour and a half. I mean, Robinson, I told you I would text you when we're ready. You guys are just sitting in there like we're ready, we're ready. Like the only thing that's you did say eight thirty, and it's now fucking nine fifty. So. All right, well, I had to deal with some school shit. Let me some slack. No, it's all good. I got my bitch. The school night fish mine. It's literally COVID. Robinson, that's a nice dirt stash you're rocking. Thanks, bro. It's been going all month. Yeah, we got a week left, and then it's gone. Gonna... Little November. I think you're in five yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Well, oh, Evan's not going to be joining us tonight. We tried to get him to come very bad. Well, pause on that phrase. We tried to get Evan to come very Somebody bad. Somebody else is doing that tonight, not yes, us. correct. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to be coming very fast. But... He's on a date. We tried to get him to... I understand if it was a first date, but he said he's been seeing this chick. This 10 minutes of his time is all we were asking for. So. Should have got them both on. I mean, 10 yeah. minutes plus we the hour and a half. We said you could call it right from the date. Well, you don't have to spend an hour and a half in the lobby. Just to be clear, that's not a requirement. Everyone else joined and was let in within three minutes of joining the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we have everyone on here. We've been keeping the guests on and it's only been getting, you know, more fun. Also, we're, uh, I I don't think Dan is watching, but we're all watching. <laughs> we're all watching the professional disc golf championships on a ESPN two. Um, so if you're on TV, I would throw that on. Yeah, it's yeah they're coming up on the 18th uh, <laughs> tee box here. The men's. Uh, we've just been going through some hot topics and. You know, kind of having debates. We're really just getting going back and forth about a bunch of stuff in the group maze, and. I think this is the perfect place to start for you guys. And I wish Evan was here just to hear the initial, like, not even words, just sounds that come out of his mouth. Um, <laughs> which, out of uh, Robin Beer and the Snooks, and uh, Robin of Robin Beer, we'll have, we can have you start, or Fishbine if you want to, you can start. Which team more represents collusion? And why? I think it's a pretty easy fish pine answer, honestly. Um, I don't think it's really remotely close. I think Ben and I are kind of like the punching bags when it comes to collusion. Um, you know, they had that thing with Wilk that was like this running joke for a long time. But everybody, when you said his lineup, <laughs> everybody, everybody knows that Danny is the one behind the scenes, texting people individually, snaking around, doing all kinds of fishy shit that Evan and I aren't a unintended. Part are pretty transparent people if anything um which i think goes against anything when it comes to collusion fishbine is a true snake so not really <laughs> come for your neck but when it comes to collusion despite me being the collusion expert in the group um and evan getting the most shit for you know setting wilk's lineup which was a request by wilk um <laughs> i think it's definitely fishbine yeah i mean 
really resent you calling me a snake. It's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that your team know. name, the Snakes? Oh no, the Snooks. Snooks. I think I think you knew that though. It's convenient, um, but it's it's clearly Robin Beer. I mean, here's the deal: they play like good cop, bad cop. Robinson's like, no, guys, it's just Evan. Like, I'm pretty normal. I'm just like one of you guys. And then Evan plays this like, I'm Evan. I I set people's lineups and like do dumb shit role. Like, it's very it's very clear. It's very obvious. I think everyone knows with Beer he pretends to be bad with his phone but you know if it's someone he wants to text he'll text them back so i think uh i think it's pretty clear what's going on here which is that beer is playing kind of innocent dumb robinson is playing like oh yeah it's just my partner and really they just have a scheme going on i don't even know what to say i mean i couldn't have dreamed of such such a situation i literally could not have dreamed it up any better when i woke up this morning what do we think Evan would say? Like this oh, is what well, no, he doesn't have the fantasy app on his phone, so I, I had to log in with his password and set his lineup on my fantasy app. I mean, who doesn't have a fucking fantasy app on their phone unless you're H? And that's for good reason because H with the fantasy app could be highly dangerous at certain hours of certain nights. If I remember correctly, <laughs> Wilk just didn't happen to be somewhere where he could connect to internet. Um, but he could text Evan to tell him that. Hey. It wasn't an iMessage. It was a text message from what I, from what I understand. I don't, I don't even think that. But then Evan smashed his phone. Evan smashed his phone after, right? So we can't see that it's green. Is that what happened? I mean, if you want to dig back to 2017 from a guy who's not in the league, by all means. Oh, we got Evan. No, he's not an answer. Uh, I mean, um, I think that situation was totally blown out of proportion. I completely agree. Like everything, like everything that Evan and I do get blown out of proportion. And Fishbine just is in the groom. He just egging it on, trying to make us look as bad as possible. When in reality, he's pulling strings behind the scenes. <sighs> okay, well, here's a, here's a good question. This is for you, Fishbine. How would you describe your, your, your GM style? How you go about running your team? How you go about making transactions? You know, your overall, your overall blueprint. I think it's pesky. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I just kind of text text people, break them down, annoy them, try to get them to trade with me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and lie about it. But that being said, I don't think I really do anything that is um, beyond the norm. I think someone sitting on this podcast screen right here, uh, Mr. Sam Greer, does a very similar thing. He's just a little quieter about uh, it, maybe. Maybe doesn't have quite the history of, um, you know, raising the Going, flags. Of collusion. What Danny Going does that step. I don't do is he'll get a deal in place and then he'll say, wait, no, I need like a seventh round draft pick. Look at, look at all you're getting. <laughs> no. And then it's like, all right, fuck I it. I'll get the seventh I round draft pick because, you know what, I'll get Alvin Kamara for Diggs and Taylor. I traded Greer the best player in football. I thought I deserved a pick, given that he gave a third rounder for Justin Jefferson. I don't think that was an unfair ask. Best wide receiver keeper in the league. Everyone has their claim to fame on who's the best wide receiver keeper in the league. I love how at least three people I mean, on this podcast have already said ever. The best don't ever. sleep on T. Higgins. Very clear. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Michael Thomas in the 11th. That was the best keeper ever. And I traded away Mike Evans and Ezekiel Elliott for it. It was electric. I will say, I, I literally texted Danny this weekend, stop texting me. I'm trying to enjoy these games because he was texting <laughs> me so much. 
<laughs> well, well, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, that was more about our game when I was trying to reverse. Yeah, no, it wasn't not about was trying to reverse. It was just him being game. annoying. But I was just up? trying to text him. I was trying to reverse jinx you. I was trying to text yeah, him. Yeah, I know you were. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose in the hopes <laughs> that it would reverse jinx me. The reverse jinx. Was, there oh, it is. Mind, you try that every week. It's so not. Doesn't work and then Monday morning, and then... And then Monday morning, I woke up to three texts saying, oh, you got so lucky. You got so lucky. Meanwhile, all day the day before, he was saying, you know, the game's over. You got this. It's, it's really a really thin thing. Robin, Robinson can agree with me on that. After years of heartbreak with underachieving teams, we just assume the worst. And then we get mad when the best doesn't happen still. Yeah. Not setting expectations where they should be. That's why nobody likes anyone from Philadelphia. Whoa. Um, I got one yeah, for you that actually just popped into my bad. head. Can we discuss? I don't remember what year it was, but Fishbein and Robin Beer. Doug Martin was traded to from one team to the other and back to the other two weeks later. What what happened there? No one Speaking cares at this point. That, what that get blown there? out of proportion? Jesus, <laughs> I can't even believe this is being brought up in the year 2020. This is an art. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't gotten this. a straight fucking answer on this for three years, and it still nags me. Fishbine, you want to go ahead? I, I, I honestly don't even remember at this point. I just remember thinking that it was the whole stupid thing that, you know, the classic. There's no way you don't remember if you just. Yeah, I mean, Robinson's no, no, sitting no. here, like, on his, like, he's, like, bugging out. He's got a whole thing to say. Fishbine's going to pretend, like, no, 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 no. Listen, I'm actually listen. Digging, I'm digging through my text. With, I'm searching Doug Martin right now. And as as I mean, you guys this was like know, three my, years ago. My text auto delete after a year, so can't be having that. <laughs> no, you can do that. That's like that's the definition of of collusion right there. <laughs> that is yeah, the definition smart. of collusion. That's what I'm talking about. Automatically delete after two weeks. Yeah, I think we're gonna need to check your WhatsApp history, Fishbine. <laughs> deleting everything. Fishbine and Robin Beer only talk on Kick, so no one's gonna ever find it. <laughs> the Venmo history is what we really want. Yeah, literally. I've been, private, I've been private on Venmo for three years now. Oh, well, this, let's talk. That's well, sketchy in itself. Can we just talk about that? I have other <laughs> things going on, Danny, that don't involve this, this. If you're not on private, you're questionable. Yeah. 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 I don't think I'm on private. Can Maybe we uh, change that? Can we talk <laughs> about what was going on? In the group, kind of, okay. Well, I guess we're not getting an answer to this Doug Martin fiasco. I mean, I haven't even heard what Robinson has to say about it. I honestly, to be quite frank, don't even fully remember it, so I can't, I can't comment on it. I'm gonna have to pull this up. This is unbelievable. You go, Kenny, and I'll, I'll bring the trades time, back. In the up. meantime, we need to talk about this crazy crypto gambling thing that was in the groupie today, <laughs> because. That was the craziest shit I've like ever seen in my life. Guys are throwing <laughs> throwing a thousand dollars and four seconds later it's like twelve hundred. What is going on here? It you is actually know? the craziest shit I've ever seen. Um early and huge telling H not to look into it. That was huge. Well, yeah, because I mean H H is I've I've seen H's history with online gambling and it's not a good one. So as a friend, I I fully am helping him avoid something that I know he'd get addicted to, but but that shit's crazy. Um, one of my friends uh, showed me the TikTok like early in quarantine and we were all like, oh my God, what is this? Because we were bored as fuck. So we spent like two, three hours like researching it and gave a serious thought to actually, you know, trying to do it one night. Um, but I didn't really feel like investing in Bitcoin. Um, but the shit's fucking insane. 
And I, I still don't fully understand the, the rules of it, but it just looks like an absolute adrenaline rush. Um, but yeah, the shit's absolutely crazy. Rubenstein, do you have any info on, on it, on what it is? Uh, not on that. Bitcoin? Uh, well, I, I definitely have some Bitcoin these days. Uh, I bought in three years ago in the hype. I, I did great. I sold most of it, kept some around for kicks and, you know, now, now it's a little tangible, but um, the rush in 2017 Bitcoin rush is on unparalleled. We had the AEPI crypto chat led by Zach Monison. That was uh, next level. Um, so <laughs> I've, uh, I've actually pulled up these trades and it's even crazier than I remember. Oh, way crazier than I remember. What year is this? This is this happened the first trade happened on September 14th, 2017. So that's what, our senior year? Yeah. Yeah. So that's after week two, or maybe week one. Fishbein will trade Lamar Miller, the Eagles defense, and Tyrell Williams for Demarius Thomas, the Ravens defense, and Doug Martin. Okay, like whatever. I don't remember what the situation was. Like Demarius Thomas was probably like somewhat good. Tyrell Williams is just like Mike Williams, except a different name, like did the same shit. Lamar Miller was having a good year in Houston, and they swapped defenses. Well, well, that trade's whatever. My problem is not the first trade. The second trade on October 9th. Fishbine is smiling cheek. Three weeks later. I just can't even imagine what this is. Three weeks later, Fishbine trades Doug Martin and Demarius Thomas back to Robin Beer. The same two players he receives goes back to Robin Beer for Frank Gore and Zach Ertz, who Fishbine has now kept since that year. What in the world? That is so sketchy. The same two players. So all in all, Fishbein traded Lamar Miller, Eagles defense, and Tyrell Williams for Frank Gore and Zach Ertz. And Robin Beer got just like, also got something. I don't know what they got. Their players back. I don't know. They didn't lose anything. Who was Frank Gore on then? Indianapolis. Yeah, that, I, think, I think you're missing some picks there, which I think was kind okay, of Okay, 2017 deal. season. Uh, 2017. Oh, we have the. We got a fourth. We got a fourth back. That was it. We were. I believe. I want to say. I'm trying to remember 2017 because that wasn't the year we made the finals. I think we might have been absolute garbage that year. No, no, no. This is the year both of you made the finals. Oh, okay. Senior year. That's why it's incredibly weird. And it was early. It was early. And fish. I'm reading the text right now. I found it. And. Fishbine's like, you guys are trash. Like, give us a <laughs> and I'll give you guys a pick. And so we were like, okay, we thought we were actually ass. So we basically took him back, gave him Ertz because Fishbine needed a tight end. And then we ended up going on a run. And we ultimately didn't pull it off. There, there's nothing fishy going on in these texts, I promise. Um, we're having a You can admit from, from the outside that looks really weird that the same two players have gone from one team to the other and then back to the same team. That's it incredibly is strange. Yeah, I mean – External, you can understand why that would raise eyebrows, but just just to you know, conf- I mean, fish mine's literally like that, that's. I mean, that's that's just ridiculous. That's like I I have no excuse there. That's that's pretty ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry I mean, for what just- what that did to your guys's head because I'm sure that you were thinking it was collusion. I mean, it was also collusion when you paid Matthew Barry the money that Robin Beer gave you to change the stat correction fumble so that you beat Greer in the semifinals. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that was. That was a, a fair stat correction. Um, I remember he I was in Twitter bots. We fucking tweet that every ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Fishbine put like a hundred dollars into Twitter bots and literally just changed the league. It was unbelievable. Yeah. 
It was a fumble. The refs called it wrong on the field, man. They just didn't review it. Such bullshit. Since when can you change that? Like, whatever it's called on the field is what it is. Because I think it was a fourth down, so. Yeah, so it was fourth down, so it didn't matter. It was a clear fumble, but then on the field, they just said, like, down and turnover on downs. Like, it didn't matter. Like, if it got reviewed, they would have said it would have been a fumble. So, like, that's why ESPN just recorded it as a fumble originally. And then, like, they didn't look into it. And then, like, the stats after the game were just, like, and oh, then, not and fumble, then everyone, downs. every single person that was playing against Zeke was, like, that's clearly a fucking fumble. I don't think I was alone in that. I think there were – I remember he was trending because of fantasy football. Like, they were, like, all right, change that shit. I just can't imagine how many people with Zeke were, like, up two points and lost because of that or whatever. Like, there couldn't have been that many situations in the semifinals that that would have changed the result. I'm sure Ruben Rovell can get us the numbers on that. <laughs> Fuck, I mean, I'll, I'll get in the field the I'll give Ravel a day off. Oh, my God. Ruben Ravel is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, Kenny, you got anything else for these guys? Oh. Unreal. Oh. All right. We've had our debates. We've had our guests. We've had some fun. And, uh... Now we'll uh, have Chandler come into the room and give us a little bit of a chance corner. How are we doing, Chandler, on this Thanksgiving week? What's up, fellas? Technically, let's just say happy Thursday. I think it's uh, safe to say that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Work week almost yeah. over. Half day tomorrow. You know, won't be very active on the emails for work. But week 11 is a wrap. And what a fucking Sunday. Uh, Entertainment-wise, probably the best Sunday we have had all year. Ryan, probably not so much for you last night, but it was a great game overall. And before we dive into that, quick announcement. Uh, On Twitter, I saw a few hours ago, we received word of a Saturday doubleheader taking place week 15. Uh, Buffalo's playing Denver, and... Carolina is playing Green Bay. So I didn't know that. Love that. That's wow. Amazing. Big fantasy implications, too. That's great for the semifinals. There's a, another day that, it, uh, that is. Yeah, that's sick. Nothing better than some Saturday football, huh? Jumping back to last night's game. Have yourself a night Cooper Cup, huh? Mm. And Robert Woods. At, right. And Robert Woods. 11, so, for Cooper, 11 receptions on 13 targets, 145 yards. Robert Woods, 12 receptions on 15 targets, 130 yards, 1 CD. Tough to beat that overall. And for any of you player uh, player prop guys out there, overs were quite generous on these two. Ryan, on the subject of this game and Tom Brady, he is 0-6 against a spread in his last six primetime games. With that said, Derrick Henry is the first player in NFL history with two overtime rushing TDs in the same season. No way. Wait, no way that's true. That's wow. No I mean, running I, back has ever had two game-winning rushing touchdowns in overtime in the history of the NFL in the in same, same season. I can kind of see it. Overtime games really are – they're kind of few and far between. What I've learned is that the Titans are a fourth-quarter team. So if you look at their wins of this season, they've trailed in many of them late, and that's when their defense just shows out and Henry takes over. You know, Tannehill, 
is playing great football and they have some great weapons too. Moving on. We've mentioned Justin Herbert week after week and certainly worth mentioning that no QB has more completions of 50 plus yards than him. He has six. Like why, why don't I think that's that crazy? <laughs> like he's, those kinds of stats look, are like, looks I unbelievable. Think- like, Daniel Jones, I think, has the most completions of over 30 yards since he entered the league or something like that. Like, those stats are just, like, so random sometimes. On top of the fact that, like, Herbert just looks like one of the mini goats now. I would say the worst – I mean, as, as a player, and I mean, we can look at it, you know, both ways. His losses have been by, you know, single digits. You know, they've blown double-digit leads. He – I think it's a real deal, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he can, he can play. He's going to adapt and – I mean, we were all over Herbert on this podcast week three talking about how big of a loser he is. <laughs> yeah, this guy, sit, guy just sits at home and watches tape 24-7. Oh, right, 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 right. exactly yep. what he's doing. Alvin Kamara is the first player in NFL history with 500 rushing yards and 500 receiving yards in each of his first four seasons. Uh, safe to say a fantasy cheat code, huh? Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, speaking of the Saints, Michael Thomas sets the NFL record for most receptions by a player in their first five seasons with 482. And that's really crazy because he basically hasn't played all year. Right. Lamar Jackson has lost another high-profile game. He is now 0-2 versus the Titans. And twenty-one and five against the rest of the NFL, they've dropped two straight. And you know, pending whether or not the Steelers game actually happens this week, uh, you know they're they're on track to lose another. I don't see a way they could beat the Steelers. Dude, the Steelers are great. Big Ben. I mean, it's so Big not- Ben. Big Ben's like in two thousand seven mode, and with like what he had, it's Antonio Holmes and Heinz Ward and Heath Miller. Except it's Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Chase Claypool instead. With Tua getting benched, obviously did not expect that when giving out the Dolphins this past week. And obviously did not anticipate Joe Burrow tearing his ACL and MCL. And more. And more. Uh, we now sit at 9-9. Nine and nine, And I feel like crazy things are always happening in these, these games that I give out. <laughs> Um, between the weather and the injuries, the bet, you know, what are you going to do? That's gambling. But we do have some Thanksgiving football. And historically, you know, I don't have a stat on it, but Thanksgiving football is typically always chalk. Texans is the first game. And, you know, they just had a great win over the Pats. So I'm going to roll with them minus three. Uh, then we have an NFC East. I guess we could call it dual, considering both teams are three and seven. And this is a this is a pretty big game. Oh my god, the NFC East is so funny. And, I like you said dual. Yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> it's not really a showdown. <laughs> Definitely not a showdown. Um, I I hope it's entertaining. I I really don't know if it will be. But... Chase Young. Chase Young can just hit so hard. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to. I'm rolling with Washington in this game. 
Wow. It's probably the wrong play, but... Their defense is actually very sneaky good. Right. And, you know, the Cowboys are coming off this win. They probably have some high energy. Did you guys see they were smashing watermelons in their locker room before? Oh, yeah. What was that? Mike McCarthy with those 200 IQ coaching tactics. I'm going to watch (laughs) that. I mean, it worked. But, so, we're rolling Washington and, you know, pending whether or not the Steeler game occurs, we're rolling with the... Steelers. Um, That's a no-brainer. So we're going two chalk, one slight underdog. Um, but yeah, I, I wish everyone happy Thanksgiving and looking forward to next week. Well, Chad, thanks for the picks. Gives us all uh, a little something extra for Thanksgiving. Glad to uh, have some tips on those games because, honest to God, I was looking at those games thinking, I'll just take some player props, play a low-key. I don't really know what's going to happen. But I'll probably ride your picks and then tease them because I like to lose money apparently. So, Chandler, thank you, and uh, we'll move on. Well, first matchup, Kenny. Well, we're playing. Is, yeah, we're playing each other. It's, it's actually everyone's back to their week one matchups, which is always fun. It's the only time these two weeks are the only weeks you get to play someone twice in a season. Uh, I beat you first week. Mark and I beat you one thirty five, one twenty one. Not much else to say. Big week for you. You need a win. I'd like to get a win so I can secure this buy. Uh, maybe ball will lose a game or whatever, but way bigger week for you than for me. Huge week. Huge week. Uh, Conti, you want to tell us about uh, what what you're looking for this week against uh, Hugh, who you beat week one, 156 to 130? Yeah, I mean, Hugh put up a really good effort that week one. Um, (laughs) And his team honestly doesn't look as bad as I nearly thought it was going to look like. His team looks pretty solid. and I need to win, so we'll see what happens. I'm pretty confident I'll win, though. I'm pretty confident. Hopefully we never see Duke Johnson in your starting lineup again. <laughs> hey, he's got a great matchup against Detroit, who loves giving t- touchdowns to running backs. So, who knows? <laughs> and, uh, Hugh, honestly, this would be an all-time feat if this t- team Hugh had is not the Sacco and Rubenstein is. So, he would be the second-worst record. So, he'd either get the first or last pick or any other pick he wanted. And he got like 11 team draft picks in the first three rounds. So his team's probably going to be nasty next year. Yeah. Uh, next next matchup is Reardon and Tyler and Joey. Reardon whopped them week one, 155 to 112. But honestly, these teams are in opposite positions. I remember we kind of thought Tyler and Joey were going to have a tough season and that Jake Reardon's team was going to like go off. But it's been like kind of the exact opposite. Although Tyler and Joey definitely need to win this week to stay in the playoff hunt. Uh, next one, Fishbine. You're playing ball. Must win for you. What's the sitch? You uh, you got crushed week one. Yeah, he had like a Lamar, Mark Andrews two touchdown effort. Pretty brutal. Um, I don't know. I mean, Ball's team is just the king of like he's the king of putting together these crazy lineups that win games. Like Kalen Balaj and Salvin Ahmed are going to be his running backs, but he'll still <laughs> probably beat me. It's bizarre. Like, yeah, I I don't know. I'm just hoping DeAndre Swift plays because it would be pretty shitty if I traded for him and then didn't get to use him one week. Yeah, that is pretty nuts because that injury literally came out of nowhere. Yeah, it kind of fucked me last week. I had to start LaMichael P. Ryan, who got hurt. Okay, Danny, I think he'll be good. Conte. Um, yeah, I fucking hope so. I don't know why. I just called you Conte. 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 
Uh, ben and Sam, you guys play each other this week. Sam won uh, one by three week one. It was actually a close one back when we thought Rubenstein may actually win some games this year. What are y'all uh, looking for this week? That works so well, by the way. I didn't know they played each other. This is working right. out really well. Can anyone guess podcast, how man. many players I currently have on my team that were on my team week one? Mm. Uh, you had... I would say five. Herbert, you drafted. Uh, Goddard, you drafted. Rieger, you drafted. McCaffrey, you drafted. You have five players? Three. Did not draft Herbert. It was just McCaffrey, Goddard, and Rager. Just terrible drafting. Of, of which, no, because I traded everyone. Of which, I, I might only be starting, I might not start anyone. Because McCaffrey might be out. If Ertz is back, he's starting over Goddard, and I don't know what I'm doing in my flex yet. So, it's a completely different team. But, you know, just keep, keep him bent off guard. We know he can't play defense, so I'm not too worried. How nice was it to feel to play Taysom Hill this weekend? Oh, it was unbelievable. Okay. I was, so I was thinking about not putting in any waiver wire pickups and leaving him at tight end just to get everyone riled up. Because <laughs> what, what like I uh, feel the aid tweet out was like, you could do that, but then it's like up to your league to like to fix the lineup for you. <laughs> Damn, I wish I knew that. I would have left him in another league. Yeah, same. I took him out of my league. Too. The only reason that he's out is because I preset my lineup. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, same. well, I, I lost week one because Vikings D had minus nine. Uh, <laughs> that, that was certainly a heartbreaking week one. Vikings D had um, minus nine. you remember that. I can't play that defense. It's just outrageous. Yeah, you can't get yeah. defense right in any way. Yeah, it was. I remember texting Greer. I was I was crying because Derrick Henry was playing that Monday night. I just needed him to get three more points. Uh, oh, I remember that. That was that was sad. But I mean, j- we got our future QB Josh Allen in there. He's gonna. I'm probably gonna put up another 130. So Greer, if you can probably beat 130, you got it. But uh, all that McCaffrey's supposed to do a little work tomorrow, so chance he comes back, but I doubt it. All right, and then the last matchup. Robinson, you're taking on Jesse and Henry. Huge matchup for y'all. Uh, you don't have your mental support here and emotional support, Evan, but what are, what are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, obviously, absolutely gargantuan matchup. I, I believe we played in week one. It was an absolute stinker, if I remember. Yeah, but 86 to um, 77, you lost. Yikes. Um, and people win with that. A, a lot's <laughs> happened since then. Um no, our team has just been absolutely ravaged by injuries all season. And hopefully Julio and Kyler are both questionable. They play um, depending on Kenny's situation. Um, we might finally have a full roster for the first time, um, which obviously I'd love to have because I, I genuinely think this, this one could be tight as a nun. So I, I, re- I really genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely don't know which way it's going to go, but I'm hoping for the best. Guy just throws in tight as a nun in there, like it's any other phrase that people throw around on Zoom calls. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I can even talk right now, but that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, you need a win. Your team's been playing horribly the last few weeks, and your it's week one matchup point. was literally epic. Yeah. Um, all right, Kenny. All we got is our our last bit, Sacco GM and breakout player of the week. What do you got? The Sacco of the week is very clearly uh, Jake Reardon. I mean, I think they put up, I, th- I think they put up like less than 80 this week. 
I'm not looking at it right now. I think they put up like 77, I think like exactly, which is just four. Yeah, 74 points is like atrocious to another level. So I only wish that they started, you know, I'm playing them in week 13, so I can't smack talk too much. I was going to jinx myself, but they were the Sacco of this week. Um, GM of the week, I I don't really know. I guess I guess I'm just going to give it to Ball. I mean, he's 9-2, and two, big time, you know, looking like the best team in the league. You guys are right behind him, but yeah, I'm going to give him. Uh, I think he's the GM of the weekend. Breakout player of the week, Rubenstein. Not going to like to hear this, but I'm going Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys. I think he's going to have a good game against the Washington football team. You're ill. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Dalton you. Schultz has to be the best breakout player call anyone's had all year. I mean, that's just hilarious. I forget he exists. Um, my sack of the week also, I mean, it has to be reared. Like, obviously, the injuries have played a major part in it, but just really an abysmal showing. And just their season's over. They're four and seven. They have literally nothing to play for. They'd probably rather lose than win at this point. Uh, just kind of really upsetting to see. GM of the week, I'm going to give it to Hugh uh, and his brother. That was a huge win for them. Hopefully, can keep them away from Denny's and, and put this smiling young man right here in the hot seat for 24 hours. Um, but yeah, huge week. They made a big trade to get Godwin. He came up big, and uh, they, I think their team looks pretty good set up for next year. They're going to have good keepers and good draft picks. Uh, and then breakout player of the week. I'm going to go with someone else. I'm going to go with Dolphins defense. They're going to score at least one touchdown. Three-plus turnovers. It's just an they easy will. one. And you know you're playing the Dolphins defense. I'm fine with that. I, my yeah. team is literally so nasty. It doesn't bo- nothing bothers me. Hey, hey Shout out. And Kenny. Just real quick. Yeah. Is this your attempt at bringing back the podcast curse by having me, Sam, Danny and Robinson, who all need wins to get into the play. I mean, not wow. Sam. No, but shout out this, us. Is this, That's major. So is this an attempt to bring back and get your boy Penta and Joey into the playoffs. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Delusion. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, and you have Ben on here. The running for Sacco against you and the I'll take it. I'll, t- I will, I'll take it. That was epic. Wow. Purgers <laughs> are really trying to get someone in the playoffs. <laughs> I am dead. Also, can't uh, have a perjure be Saka. So, God's work. guys, I'm not the commissioner of this league. You no one wanted me to be the commissioner. I have no you power. You're the shadow commissioner, though. Don't lie. I, I may be the shadow commissioner, but that has nothing to do with the face of the league. You're looking at him, he makes a decision. Also, Greer actually did say he was nervous about the podcast curse before coming on. So he was aware <laughs> of what he was getting himself into. <laughs> so I followed that up with a clinch, so it's fine. Like, I might lose the next two weeks just because I'll probably be without McCaffrey in the next two weeks. But, you know, then the real season starts. This is true. Well, boys, this was an unbelievable episode. Yeah. It's going to be an absolute bitch to edit. It's been an hour and 20 minutes of recording. But <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, happy y'all. Happy Thanksgiving, boys. Yeah. Let's have a good week. See you, boys. All right, see you.